Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. Over my past four years of being a financial planner that works with, with couples and money, you know, I, I have found that there are a handful of areas that it's really important for couples to either be on the same page about or have plan in place to get them on the same page about in order for their marriage to flourish. And now there are other things that are important to be on the same page about that are not really financial in nature. Um, religion is a good example, making sure your your religious beliefs are compatible if there are any. And um, another example is like how you envision your family, um, your extended family dynamics, what role your extended family are, are, is going to play, how to manage dynamics with in-laws, all of that fun stuff. But you know, when, when it comes to financially or financial related topics, right, there are really four areas that I find that is really important for couples to be on the same page. And I want to give a quick overview of what those are today. As, as we go through them, I'll, I'll say at the top that it's very normal for uh, one or maybe two of these areas to be a little bit trickier for you than the others, right? Typically, what I find when I talk couples through this, the common reaction is, yeah, you know, we're, we're good with three of those four, but yeah, there is this one that that we're running into some some sticky stickiness about that we need to work through. Um, so just know that's completely normal. The, the challenge today is, as you listen to this episode, is to identify which of those areas are the ones that you know you need to work on, and then what's the next step to kind of getting yourself on a path forward to be on the same page about in the future. The, and none of these four things are things that you're going to fix overnight, so to speak, but it's important to be proactive and identify what the where the areas of growth are for you so that then we can start to work toward them. Here are the four areas, then we'll go through and kind of talk through each one one by one. The four kind of financial areas that are really important for you to get on the same page about are debt, budgeting, career and work-life balance decisions, and what I'm calling location, which we'll talk about. That one's a little bit more ambiguous, but let's go one by one. First and foremost is debt, right? How do you as a family approach debt? And generally speaking, there's kind of three different options here, I find. Um, Are you a household that does not like debt, that wants to avoid debt at any cost? And, what, and, and if you're in debt right now, you want to get out of debt as quickly as you can. Um, is debt something that you're comfortable with? You know, it's not really like something you're actively seeking, but, you know, you, you, you always envision yourself having a car payment and taking a while to get rid of your student loans. And it just kind of is what it is. Or is debt something that you actively want to use in your financial picture, right? Um, you know, th- doing things like leverage and you know, borrowing money to invest to make you more money down the road, whether it's in rental properties or, you know, investing on the margin or things like that, right? There, there, there's different ways you can do that. But in a nutshell, right, you can do 
either of those options, right? Avoid debt, tolerate debt, or like actively seek to use it to your advantage as a family. I have some perspectives as to which of those approaches better to take, as you might have already guessed from listening to this podcast series, and I'm sure you'll, you'll glean going forward. But the most important thing is that you and your spouse are on the same page, right? If one of you lo- like, likes the idea of doing interest rate arbitrage to, to, to borrow, uh, you know, to, to invest at higher interest rates to grow your wealth over time, and the other one wants to avoid debt, that's going to be a problem, right? And so making sure that you're on the same page for how to handle that debt going forward. And, and the other piece, you know, that particularly is important for couples who are relatively newly married or even engaged is thinking through how to handle each other's debts, right? If, if you know, a very common case that I tend to see are couples where, you know, one person has a lot of student loan debt and the other doesn't. How are you going to manage that together going forward? And just making sure you're on the same page. There are different ways you can handle it. Again, I do have opinions about some of these things, but it's important that you're on the same page, right? We don't want the person who has the student loan debt to feel uh, like they're burdening the other one. For example, we want to make sure that we we manage it so that the those discrepancies, which are true for any aspect of your financial life, we want to make sure that those discrepancies don't aren't a roadblock that are going to get in in the way of your relationship going forward. It's true for income disparities as well. Sometimes it's true for you know one person likes to spend more than the other. It's true, you know, for it's true if one person just has a lot more wealth coming into the marriage than the other. Like, there are always, like, nothing is ever perfectly equal in a marriage when it comes to, to these sorts of things. But it's important to just have a plan to make sure you know how you're going to handle it. And I do find that debt in particular is one that sometimes couples have a harder time meeting in the middle and kind of determining where they're going to handle it. So debt as a whole how you're going to approach it as a household is the first kind of big area where you need to be in agreement on. Um, second is budgeting. Right? H- how are you going to allocate your financial resources on a monthly basis going forward? What is that process going to look like? Right? Are, are you, you know, typically in a couple, one person is much more inclined to do the day-to-day like expense tracking type things than the other, that's completely fine. But before we even get to that point, how, how are you going to set your targets? How do you know and how are you going to determine how much you should be saving every month as a couple? How are you going to make that decision? Because it's important that both of you decide together. And then from there, one person, if they would like, can kind of take the lead on tracking these things and making them a reality, but making sure that both of you have input and insight as to how to make those decisions and how to resolve differences and things like that um, are really important so that you're not in a position where you're continually fighting about who's spending more money than who. Second area that you wanna make sure you're in agreement or in alignment about is budgeting. Third um, are career and work-life balance decisions. This one is a little bit tough because typically by the time you get married, you've already made the kind of big career decisions, right? You, you've decided what you're going to do with your life and maybe you're, you haven't quite found the right job or, you know, or, or anticipating making some, some changes or maybe even leaving to start a business at some point, right? There are decisions that, that happen after you're married in this regard, 
But typically, you're not starting with a blank slate. You're not creating your first family budget from scratch. You're already working and doing something. And so for, for this one, you know, it's important to consider how your future ongoing choices at work are going to affect your life as a family, right? What impact will you know, getting a promotion or taking another job that would require you to relocate have on your family? Is that something that's worth doing? How are you going to decide those two things? Or, you know, or, or I'm sorry, th those things between the two of you. As your workload changes, if you're unhappy in, in a job that's making you miserable, how are you going to decide when it's time to, to quit? Could you afford to take a pay cut when you leave that type of job? Or does it make sense, you know, for, or would, would it make sense in the future for you to take a step back in income and cut your income to zero, whether it's to start a business like I did a few years back to provide for my family going forward, whether it's to uh, take a break from working to stay at home with future children, how are you going to make those decisions? Right. You know, each of you are going to have your own career or you know, vocational goals for how you want to live your life. That's completely normal. But how are you going to decide these things and how are you going to weigh those trade-offs? It's important to think through those things in advance because those are the types of things when they come up, they often can come up on short notice and you're not necessarily going to have the time you need to, to resolve these things. So plan ahead, right? Just understand kind of what role those type of decisions play in your life as a whole. And then finally, the fourth thing is, like I said before, is location. It's a little bit more nebulous than the others, I find, right? There's a couple different lenses when we look at how to get on the same page with your location. Um, first and foremost, it's like, where, where are you going to live? Where are you going to plant your roots as a family, right? Are you... Like what criteria define success in those types of decisions, right? Is it being close to family? Is it being close to uh, other things that you enjoy? Is it places where you know a lot of people and have a good community around you? Is it values-based? Are you looking to move, live in communities where people tend to agree with you? Are you looking for diverse communities to live in? Uh, you know, different things like that, that you want to make sure you, you know exactly kind of how you're going to approach those decisions as a family. And as I mentioned, your career decisions can affect that as well, right? If one of you gets a really good career opportunity in a city halfway across the country, is that something you would even consider because location is really important to you or does it not matter? And yeah, you'll, you'll kind of move wherever, whichever way the wind blows on the career front, right? Having a plan for that. Um, and then more granularly, once we kind of establish that part of the location picture, you know, what type of neighborhood are you living in, right? Do you, do you want to live in the country? Do you want to live in the middle of the city? Uh, and then from there, of course, it's how do you, how do you decide what type of home to buy, when to buy a home, and so on, right? The, for, for location, there's a couple different la layers of this decision, and you want to make sure eventually you're going to address all of them. Uh, but that's it, right? In a nutshell, those four key areas are your attitudes as a family around debt, budgeting, career decisions, and location, both at a macro level where you want to be living down to the type of neighborhood and the specific home you're eventually looking to live in. Uh, there's a lot there. Um, my ask of you coming out of this episode is there's two things, right? First and foremost, think through and just make sure you clearly pinpoint which of those areas, if any, 
you're most concerned about addressing and you know you need to be doing something about. Um, and also think through how your spouse would feel if they were listening to this with you, right? Are their answers the same as yours? Do they have different priorities trying to, to um, anticipate these things can help you handle these situations? And then two, right, what's the, what's the next step to take to work toward getting on the same page when it comes to all those factors. We're not gonna solve any of these problems overnight, but what's the next best action you can take to help bring these things into alignment? Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you wanna learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.